This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 507. Is it common in English? Why, there's no easy answer. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 16 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to instantly download your transcript from today's episode, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts, allearsenglish.com forward slash T-R-A-N-S-C-R-I-P-T-S. One of our listeners asked how to know if a term is common in English or not. Today, get eight questions to ask yourself to find out if a word or expression is right for you. Guys, we know that a lot of you listen to All Ears English to build better relationships at work. That is what we're here to help you with. And you can take it to the next level with our free Charisma Masterclass. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A to start building Charisma for work today. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Michelle, how's it going today? How you feeling? Hey, Lindsay, I'm doing pretty well, pretty well, getting back on schedule, but everything's good. I know, because you just came back from India a couple of weeks ago, and then you had a weekend in Burlington. It's so funny that we were both in Burlington, Vermont. We were, on the same but we missed weekend. each other. I know. We didn't have a chance to have coffee. You reached out, but I was busy doing something else. But anyways, yeah, Burlington, Vermont. Could we recommend that to our listeners, Michelle? I a, loved it. I would recommend I loved it. it. I loved it too, Michelle. Lake Champlain, huge lake and just beautiful, beautiful setting. Yeah, yeah. I love the downtown area. I like, I just liked, I don't know, it was very peaceful, but at the same time, a lot of things to do. And I really enjoyed mm. it. Yeah. So guys, if you are in the New England area visiting and maybe you're in Boston, from Boston, it's about a four hour drive from New York. Well, you guys flew up there from New York, yeah, right? Yeah, we flew. It's like a two second flight. Like you get like on the flight seconds. and then you get off. <laughs> it might actually be two seconds. That's the actual what? time. That's no, it's boring. about 45 minutes. No snacks, no time for snacks. There, they like do snacks give the a, a small snack. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, if you are in New England or the Northeastern area, a great little kind of iconic vacation spot any season of the year. Maybe if you want to go up with a partner, a little romantic weekend, I would highly recommend Burlington, Vermont. So yeah. All right. Cool, Michelle. What are we talking about today? Oh, well, today we are talking about um, a listener uh, question yeah. regarding, uh, you know, how common certain phrases are. 
Yeah, that's true. So we did an episode back, episode 485, just a few weeks ago, and we taught a couple of phrases like cakewalk and a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. And one of our listeners listened to that episode and wrote in with another question, with a follow-up question. And we really think that this question applies to all of our listeners. So we want to address that today and give you guys kind of a framework of how to think about this. And the question is from Rie from Japan. So Michelle, I know I always ask you to do this, but I hope it's okay. If you don't it's mind. totally fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you, Hi, would my you, name is Rie from Japan. Hi, Rie. I always yeah. enjoy your podcast. Thank you, Rie. Thank you. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, I'm a little confused by this episode. Mm-hmm. After I listened to this episode, I asked some negative speakers if they use piece of cake and cakewalk in daily life. Some of them answered that piece of cake is not common. But on the other hand, the others said that they use this idiom as a common phrase. Mm. And some people don't even know the word cakewalk. Is it a generation, a generational or regional matter? I'd be happy if you answer my question. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for your questions. Can we just really quickly give a brief explanation of cakewalk and of, or piece of cake? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, good question, Michelle. Good point, because not all our listeners have listened to episode 485. But you should. But you should. You should listen to them all. (laughs) Okay, so let's do it. So what does cakewalk mean, Michelle? It's like something's like pretty easy, like no trouble. Like, oh, yeah, like... I don't know. <laughs> it's a cakewalk, right? So, you know, um, so teaching a kid how to speak English is a cakewalk. Actually, it's not. <laughs> I'm taking, taking care of my two-year-old niece here in New Hampshire this Aww. week. And, you know, taking care of a kid actually is not a cakewalk. Yep. yep <laughs> taking yeah. care of a two-year-old, right? It's a piece of cake. And piece of cake means the same thing yeah. as cakewalk. That was basically the point from that episode. So they both mean, they're both a way of saying that something is pretty easy. easy yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think in that episode, we said that we don't use piece of cake as much. Um, we said that we use cakewalk a bit more often, right, Michelle? Uh, I believe that's what we said. I, um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, uh, Rie, I, I mean, I'm really impressed by your question, especially that you, um, asked about if it's a, uh, generational or regional, you know, matter, right? I think that mm-hmm. it's really good that you're thinking that way because you realize that it's much more complex than just saying, is it, Common or not, right? Exactly. I think, Rhea, you are exactly on the right track. I mean, here's the fact. The fact is that everyone has their own language style, you know? And to tell you the truth, here at All Ears English, we are presenting you guys with our style. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, Michelle and I, we both, we don't have strong accents. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, we're both from, I guess, the East Coast, right? Michelle, you're from Maryland Mm -hmm. and I'm from New Hampshire. Right. Um, and our lifestyle, how would you describe our lifestyle, Michelle? Um, we're kind of like urban lifestyle, right? The, we like mm-hmm. city life and, you mm-hmm. know, we're both from, uh, you know, in this living in this northeastern uh, region, right? We're both yeah. fast paced. What else, Lindsay? Well, we're both educated. So we both have a master's degree. So these are all aspects that make up the way we speak. Okay. And they can't be ignored. So again, we're telling you guys what's common in our world. But someone else who maybe grew up in the South and, you know, maybe lives in a small rural town would disagree with some of the things that we say. Right. Right, Michelle? Right. It's absolutely, I think, Rhea, you're right. It's, it's everything. You know, you do have to think about the, um, you know, is it a generational, uh, phrase, right? Sometimes, uh, we'll teach a phrase and Lindsay or I will say, oh, that sounds more like something like our parents would say, right? Right. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, regional for sure, as you're saying. I mean, so much, it's, it's just not, 
there's no easy answer, right? And there are certain, mm-hmm. you know, scientific ways that you can look at it. And there is certain research done, a lot of research done into, to these questions. Um, yeah. um, but it yeah. like, as far as linguistics goes, but, um, you know, I don't know. There's just so much that goes into it. Yeah. So let's talk about what goes into it, right? I mean, we just made a, a quick list here to prepare for today's episode to talk about the things that our listeners need to think about when they hear that they hear from us or they hear from someone else that something is common. I think everything we hear, we should always be critical about, right? We shouldn't just blindly trust anyone. Because again, as we said, it's coming from our urban, fast-paced city lifestyle, as educated professionals, right? But that's not going to necessarily be common in everyone's circles, right, right, Michelle? Right, right. Young professionals also, right? Like young, right? Exactly. That's the other thing. Where you know, I'm 34. Michelle, you're are you 28? Uh, 20, 22. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, <I'm> 28. <laughs> 22. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. So let's just run down our list that we came up with um, of the things that our listeners would want to think about or the, the reasons why maybe, you know, we would tell you guys that that cakewalk is common and you might go and ask another native speaker and they might say, oh, no, that's not common at all. They're wrong, right? It's not that we're wrong or not that they're wrong. It's just that these are the things that would make that difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly, exactly. So what's the first thing? A huge thing is what? Gender. Gender. And we've talked about how this comes up more in kind of language functions, you know, things like saying, oh, just using the word just. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Like, oh, I just, I just want a, or I'll just have a dark, uh, a small dark roast, right? Just. I don't hear that with men as much. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There are so many, ugh. I, I, that's why this is such an interesting, um, field in general, linguistics. It's just so fascinating because there's so many different, uh, pieces of it. And that's what we're talking about now. So sorry, tangent. It, it is. It's a good thing that we love our field. It is so interesting. It's endlessly fascinating. I mean, that's what makes this show so much fun to record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To really dig deep and think about all these things. The only way to make sure that you understand 100% of today's episode and that you can mirror the accent that we're using is to get the transcripts and sit down and listen to this episode one more time. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash T-R-A-N-S-C-R-I-P-T-S to get the transcript of today's episode now. See you there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Exactly. And the next factor is what, Michelle? Um, Urban versus rural versus suburban. Right. Even suburban. You know, I remember um, at one point I was dating someone who was from the Worcester area and I was living in Cambridge and that person had some different language choices being from Mm. kind of a suburban area versus kind of a more urban Boston area. Isn't that interesting? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we both live in cities and it's just, you know, could be very different. A bit different. Exactly. And then there are other subcultures if we want to get really specific, you know, like gay subculture, right? Mm-hmm. There's a certain set of language for for gay people. And then even this is a crazy example, but Harley Davidson is like a, a 
kind of a clan of people that ride these Harley Davidson bikes Mm -hmm. and um, they have their own language, right? It's a language culture. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, language. I mean, I even think that this is going to sound funny, but I think I have my own language with my husband. Like, yeah, you know, you develop you your there. The subcultures can like I'm thinking of even extremely small things, even with a family. Right. You create your yeah. own words. You have your mm-hmm. own way of talking. Right. Before that, you have a, an expression, a new hope, new <laughs> hope Pennsylvania. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You all you develop your own little language. I mean, you have the basics, of course. Right. But everybody develops. Yeah. So a little slang or different idioms for their own subculture. Mm-hmm. And, the, and most of those are based on your own personal experiences with, with the people in your family. But anyways, let's go a little bit more broad now. One other thing that I thought was interesting. What was that next one, Michelle? The next one is uh, your upbringing and the language that your parents use. My God, huge. I can see this week I'm here with my two-year-old niece and my mother. The three of us are taking, you know, we're taking care, the two of us are taking care of her. And my mom you know, speaks to Emery, my niece, in a very specific way. Uh, and she's going to pick up on that so quickly. And that's going to become her way of speaking from a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of the way we speak depends on the way our parents spoke to us. Right, right. It makes me think of, oh, gosh, um, I love my in-laws. I love you guys. <laughs> that, yeah. It makes me think of my, because my husband would say, like, when we're first dating, instead of saying, what What do you call, Lindsay, what do you call that, um, piece of uh when you go on a trip and you put your clothes in something to carry it luggage or a suitcase right exactly so my husband would call it a valise what okay wow. <laughs> is that from from french from the french i guess language? i don't know but i think it's also like a like a term from another generation so his parents oh, wow. still call it a valise so my husband grew up always oh the valise i'm like what are you talking about you sound ridiculous you know? <laughs> oh, wow. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. And I mean, if someone asked him if that word was common, he might say yes, because he might not be thinking about, exactly. you know, the larger scale. So that's the danger of, exactly. you know, we've got to double check in different places. And we, we're going to come to some recommendations, guys, some takeaways of what you can do here in just a little bit. But yeah. I like that example. Yeah. Michelle. That's yeah. Great. Oh, my goodness. I made so much fun of him in the beginning. Now he doesn't say it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you changed his I did. Choices. I'm like, no one says that. <laughs> Yeah. And then the other thing is education levels. Um, right. <laughs> this makes me think of, I've been seeing on the news what's mm-hmm. going on with the Trump. I was thinking um, about the same thing. Uh, the Trump party. And I noticed there was a, a huge, there was a riot. There have been a lot of riots. It's very scary what's happening right now with Donald Trump. And he is kind of rallying people to, well, some of his followers are actually starting, they're committing violent acts against the protesters. Mm-hmm. And there was one point where a, a Trump follower punched a protest. And the man was African-American that he punched. And I heard him explaining like he used a very incorrect. I think he used the simple past when he should have used the present perfect. Mm. Right. And you could just tell that he was not an educated man mm-hmm. when he was interviewed on the news. OK. Yeah. So you do want to be careful if you're, you know, especially in certain parts of the U.S., you'll find people who are just not educated. OK. And. Uh, you just want to be careful what kind of language you're listening to and picking up on. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Also, what's the next one, Michelle? Uh, your career field, right? Hmm. And that's also, you know, similar to maybe even a subculture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, these are most of the, many of these are subcultures. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I don't know what, yeah. <laughs> 
No, you're right. Exactly. And then region is huge. You know, I think in Maryland. Is Maryland, Michelle, is that technically the South or is that the... I think it might... I don't know. That's like a big thing. Like, I think... No, you guys have an identity crisis. We do. I mean, I consider consider it to be in the North, but I, I think technically it's in the South. Right. So then, so I went to college in Virginia mm-hmm. and I, the people that I met from Maryland, some of them would say y'all, y'all meaning you all. Mm-hmm. And, but m- pretty much everyone from Virginia would say y'all mm-hmm. and every, and everywhere south of that. And if you ask someone from Virginia, if y'all is common, oh, they'll say, yeah, yeah, sure. It's common. Of course yeah. it's common. One of my best ask- friends, she's from South Carolina and they all say y'all, y'all, y'all. And it's so cute. <laughs> it's cute. I think it's very cute. I like it a lot, actually. But if you ask someone from Boston, if that's common, Right. They'll say no. Right. Of course not. They'll probably tell you that's from the South because we know yeah, that. But that's, that's just a very m- common one. Yeah, that's a more obvious example. But it's just a good example of we have to be careful, you know, asking what's common and what's not. Right. So what's the, what are the next two? Uh, well, generation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we that's spoke obvious. about. And then mm-hmm. uh, amount of time spent inside and outside the U.S. Hmm. <laughs> Can you explain this one, Lindsay? Yeah, well, I was actually thinking about myself as an English teacher in Japan. Um, when I was there in 2005, I started mirroring what my Japanese students were saying. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so I, I started mirroring like the in, I, I don't know if it was an incorrect translation from Japanese or it's just kind of a, a phrase that's only used in Japan for mm-hmm. learners of English, but not for native speakers in the US or the UK. Mm-hmm. So, my students would always say, see you, right? The, we, we've warned against this before on this show that we really don't use this in the U.S. We say, see ya instead, mm-hmm. or we say bye. Um, but in Japan, my students would say, see you as a goodbye. And I started saying it. <laughs> I started saying it too, almost to the point where I'm, want, I, I'm confused now because I remember I told you, I'm like, I think I do say see you. <laughs> <laughs> so English teachers can pick up their students' language, which is really interesting. So, you know, if you're in Japan and you ask an English teacher who's been there for five years whether CU is common, they might say yes, right? So, again, we it's so funny. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. So, Michelle, what do we do? What's the takeaway? I mean, what's our advice from today for Rie and other students listening to our show? Right. Well, I mean, the advice is that, you know, you really you have to choose, you know, the English that you're going to speak, right? You have to yeah. think about, you know, what what subcultures are you a part of? What are you going to hear um, most of the time? What language should be you be using? And what's your own style, right? Mm, exactly. You know, why think about and to choose that you want to think about why you're learning English. Are you learning for a career? Mm-hmm. If you are, if you're learning to be a, like a tech person, you want to get a job in um Silicon Valley, if that's your goal. Mm-hmm. I know we have some listeners who do want to do that. Then you should be listening to podcasts that, that are coming from tech people in Silicon Valley. I mean, obviously you want to have a diversity of, of voices in your world, on your world, things to listen to, but pay attention to the vocabulary that they use so that you can become an insider. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, really just. Yeah, soak up as much information as you can about, you know, like the English that you want to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. I think that it, things become so much more interesting when we have a specific objective. We're not just blandly looking at textbooks. I mean, I think that textbooks probably try to present to you the most bl- the most basic universal English, right. but there really is no universal right. English. There's so many subcultures. So, you know, decide on how you want to use your English and make it practical. It'll motivate you more, too. Right, right. Exactly. I completely agree with that. Right. And, and, and the other takeaway is, of course, 
as we've said before, when you ask someone whether or not something is common, when they tell you yes or no, think about their position in the world, their background, their subcultures. Why did they just tell you that that word is common, right? right? Be very critical about what you hear. Don't just take it just because a native speaker tells you something doesn't necessarily mean it's right, the right answer for you. Right, right, right. Exactly. And, and even though I don't use the word y'all, I know what it means. So that's another mm-hmm. thing is it's still good to know these things, whether mm-hmm. or not you use them. Because uh, one of the great things is that you meet people in the U.S. from all different, you know, places and of all different, I mean, anywhere, you know, you're, you're not just with only one kind of person from one kind of place. And so you're going to hear these things. So, even if you don't say piece of cake or cakewalk or whatever, you probably are going to hear it at some point. Totally agree, Michelle. I love it. This is a really good topic today. And I want to say thank you, you know, to Rie for asking this question, Rie. I like the way you're thinking. You know, this is yeah. the way to think. We want to be critical about everything we hear, especially when it comes to language learning, because language learning, if we know the right words, we can, like I said, become an insider in a certain culture, which can get us the job we want or can get us the friends we want or the notoriety we want. Whatever it is, language has the power to help us move through our lives and connect. For sure. Okay? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Michelle. That was fun. <laughs> All right. This has been a long one, so we better get off the mic so our listeners can yeah, get on really. with their day. But guys, thank you so much for listening to the thank podcast you. today. We appreciate you guys as listeners of All Ears English, and we'll be back soon. Okay. Bye, guys. All right. Bye, Michelle. Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.